Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome back to On The Road Again. I'm Matt Stewart. I'm here with Nick Kappa. Yes, and we are on the road. We're not, we're not on the road, we're stationary. We're about to be on the road, so um, we're going to get that engine humming in the old Kia Rio. Yes. 2004. The, oh, with a broken headlight, masking tape. A great year. Uh, man, it's... With a heavy heart, this is our last episode. This is, yeah. It is um, It is tough, but, you know, this is sort of our crowded house performance on the steps of the opera house, you know. <laughs> it's meant to, it's a joyous occasion. It's obviously sad, but we go out with a big bang. You better be home soon. <laughs> we go out with a real iconic performance. <laughs> and, yeah, t- tell us if you've enjoyed this. If you haven't enjoyed this, please tell us as well, because... We are looking for any excuse not to do another fucking podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but also, yeah, if you have enjoyed it, we would we'll try and probably maybe do this with other guests or like you know if because when we don't go on tour together all the time, not all the time. But no, we're not exclusive. We are both proud owners of podcasting gear, mm. and we do tour with other comedians. So, we can, if you're into this kind of thing as well, check out the debrief with Dave O'Neill. Yeah, are we just ripping off the debrief? I don't really consider that. I think that. we are ripping off the debrief, but it's more of a long-distance debrief. Yeah, and a, and a less popular one. Yeah, too. a less popular one. Dave O'Neill, the best. Dave O'Neill, the best. We can, we, we, I would never compare any of my art to his art. <laughs> I did I did an episode of that. I did I did it in accommodation, though. You've, you've done a bunch of them. Yeah, I've done a lot. In, yeah. in the car. Yes, and uh, great, just a great podcast on how comedy works and also about every town and suburb within victoria <laughs> that dave covers he lives in that car he yeah. lives in that and uh yeah just amazing so many stories so many great stories i love it. i think that's almost my favorite genre of podcast is yes. the australian uh comedian veteran podcast yeah i love listening to comedians have been going for 20 plus years chatting about um how things have changed and all that sort of stuff and how they go about it. I love listening to that stuff. Yeah, and Dave O'Neill, every time you see him, sometimes you and I do his gig, The Grandview. New story every time. <laughs> I've performed at a cement factory or a bloody adult shop. Or, yeah. You know, the worst gigs you could ever do. Some of them. On paper, they sound like it anyway. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But he, he, you know, he manages to polish that turd beautifully. Yeah. So good. Yeah, he's a great storyteller. Uh, so, yeah, let us know your feedback on this and, you know, maybe we'll try and keep it going in some capacity. Uh, yeah. So um, Thank you so much for all your support. Uh, yeah. The two or three tweets, yeah, yeah. hashtagging OTRA, absolutely warm. The cockles of my heart. <laughs> the cockles of your heart. Yeah, the cockles of the my cuckles. heart. Uh, it, it was such a great time leaving Orange I think I was hungover. Yeah, you had a bender. A real bender. And we 
Orange Espresso, what, sorry, Factory Espresso, run by Nick. One of uh, my favourite cafes in the world. And his wife, Ruby. Such great food, great coffee. If you're ever in the neighbourhood, hit them up, 100%. So good. It's the best cafe. Uh, the food's so good, the coffee's so good. And, uh, yeah, they do a monthly or maybe even a fortnightly comedy room or will do when it's back again. Yeah. So if you're in anywhere around that area, definitely hit them up for comedy. It's, it's yeah, it really converts from a cafe. You walk in there on any other day, you'd be like, how would a comedy room work in here? But they make it work and it's it works really well. So definitely recommend that. And, uh, yeah, there was a, it was a, a fun show to finish with. Kappa got in his tuxedo, which was cool. I put on a... I think I put on a collared shirt, which I would rarely do on stage. <laughs> that was my version of a tuxedo. Had your stomach settled down by this time? I think so. Yeah, yeah. Oh, maybe it hadn't. Uh, maybe the whole trip was a bit, cause a bit dodgy. You went to you went to bed um early that night, didn't you? Yeah, but I think we, like two a.m. or something. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, early by your standards. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, and we uh, we went out with a couple of couple of fans. Was it Mick Neumann? Oh, Nick Moyman. Nick Moyman. Nick Moyman. What a man. He's what a man. A, I uh, know him from Melbourne. Mm. And, and he, but now he lives up in Bathurst. Bathurst. So, yeah, enjoy this app. Uh, once again, Orange. One of those places. It seems to kind of be a running theme, except for Junee. Junee was probably never a business district, kind of like a cute little town. But I reckon Orange probably a few years ago would have been quite boring. Now it's really cool. Really cool. The pubs are sick. The cafes are great. Um, and we had the best time ever. Great place. All right. It's on the road again. I just can't wait to get on the road again. The life I love We're on the road again. I'm Matt Stewart. And I'm Nick Kappa. And it's it's so good to be heading down. Are we on the Hume? Hume. Hume Highway. We've got orange in our rearview mirror we've probably driven good two or three hours so far yeah so way out of the rear vision mirror yeah it's but tiny now if you squint <laughs> yeah and we're on a top of a real high mountain you can just see the factory espresso sign yeah which is the most iconic sign in all of the township of orange or the city ship it's orange's greatest sign yeah, it's like Orange's Eiffel Tower. <laughs> if Eiffel Tower was a sign. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was a great show. So where did we leave? Where did we I think the last episode would have been us talking yeah. about the birthplace of Donald Bradman. Kutamundra. Yeah. And then we got into Orange, checked into our hotel room, only had an hour or two. I had a I had a drink with my friends from Coli, Muddy and Killer. When you, you told me you were catching up with mates, I did assume you were talking about old schoolmates or something. But oh, right. turns out you met him what, two weeks ago? Yeah, I met him two weeks ago doing my <laughs> tuxedo traveller thing. They're, uh, they're, they're blokes from, they're farmers that, that wanted me to stay at their house while I was doing the tuxedo traveller. Yeah. Uh, they are fans of the little dum-dum club podcast inferior podcast to both of our podcasts <laughs> and this one <laughs> yeah <laughs> and this one yeah which is now the best i think officially the best podcast of all time it is it's the best road based uh riverina yeah based the ACT best ct based the best road based comedy podcast is the debrief with dave o'neill but yeah. 
he I don't think he's done enough in the Riverina to call his a Riverina based podcast. Yeah, and also Dave O'Neill. Not a good bloke <laughs> and not a good act. Okay. You know he's going out publicly. Or, he's not helpful at all. <laughs> uh, what else? I know you say this sort of stuff yeah. off mic, but <laughs> no, just, <laughs> no, no, no. He's uh, he's he's a bit of he's, he's you'd kind be of nothing without him. This. Yeah, really? he's uh, he's a bit of a comedy dad actually. We'd be both nothing without no one to be anyone without he's, Dave O'Neill. He's, I think I was, was I telling you this the other night. He's a centerpiece. He, he's the the second ever show I saw was Dave O'Neill. Was I telling oh, you? Oh, really? Yeah. Is that when he he always tells me about he sold out this big show and the Mighty Boosh. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that, that, uh, the hi-fi. So he, he did a month there. Imagine seeing Dave O'Neill in the Mighty Bush. Yeah. I would love that. He was that in be between, day. I think, I think he was in between, in between the Mighty Bush and some other big, uh, English act like Phil Jupiter's or something like that. Really? Yeah. That's so cool. Man, that is the greatest. Yeah. Dave O'Neill. And he, I remember that show, it was like, wow, how good's this? I bought his book afterwards. I think yeah. I was 17. Yeah. And um, he signed it. And I just, my, I lent it to my friend 10 years ago or something. And my friend just got it back to me. And yeah. in the cover, he signed it, uh, Matt, you rock. Well, I don't know you, but I reckon you do. Sorry, Dave O'Neill. <laughs> 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 I tweeted him a photo of it saying, hey, do you still think I rock? Thinking that he, I thought I was opening him up to give me a bit of shit, but he just replied really nicely. He said, now that I know you, yeah, I, I reckon you rock. I'm like, oh, I thought you were going <laughs> to, thought you were going to give me shit there, but I appreciate the do kind you know what, reply. Man? I bet he can remember that exact night, that exact gig. <laughs> yeah, that one went all right. I reckon that one went pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember it. I think I, I think I stopped by, uh, there's this little takeaway shop near, <laughs> near Clifton Hill area I used to stop at, and I remember going, yeah, I remember. Yeah, uh, look, if you want to listen to a great podcast that is probably, yeah, it's a lot better than this. Even better than this. Even better. Uh, called uh, the, the Debrief with Dave O'Neill. It's so good. Yeah, it's one of my favourite pods. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but still, terrible bloke and not, not a good comedian. Um, that's behind the scenes, though. Yeah. That's behind the scenes. Never trust him. Once once I saw Dave O'Neill killing a small child behind a bin. Is that true, behind a bin? Yeah. What a coward. I do know. it out, do I it out in front it of the bin. <laughs> <laughs> once I saw him eating a pizza in front of a homeless man, just making all the sounds that it was so nice. I don't know which is worse. <laughs> I reckon it's the killing the kid. <laughs> so anyway, Orange, we did we did this show there. They got a once I saw them watching Nickelback. Nickelback. <laughs> I don't know why people rag on Nickelback. Oh, I don't mind them. Anyway, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, sorry. yeah. We Orange up in it was the the northernmost show we did. Yeah, yeah. And um, it was a good fun time. It was. Yeah. It's at a. It's this. It's a fortnightly show now. I think. Yeah. Uh, at Nick and Ruby's Factory Espresso Cafe. Oh, mate. That is a great cafe, and it was full today. Absolutely full. Yeah. And I was like, okay, it's because Matt and I did the comedy last night. Yeah, That's yeah. why it's full. That's right. Turns out it was because the food is really great. 
Uh, Who yeah. would have thought? The food was amazing. I had uh, great, they did this sort of avocado thing Whoa. on toast, which was great. And the smoothie, one of the best smoothies I've ever had. Yep, it was great. The Professor X. The Professor, you called it the Professor Sex. It was. That's how good you said it was. It was, <laughs> it, was it really made my body feel good. Yeah, oh yeah. Feel good. Um, yeah, so uh, we got in, it was freezing cold. Yeah. Jesus Christ. I had no idea. I always just assumed New South Wales would be pretty warm this time of year. But no, I, New why? South Wales is a very big place. It is a huge place. In Sydney place. it's pretty warm now, but we're sort of yeah. southwest of Sydney. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, freezing. Freezing. Uh, so, yeah, we uh, we had a good time. Um, once we checked in, I, I had a few beers at the local pub. And then we went to the gig. Uh, and You and Nick, the host... Uh, was tuxedoed up. Yeah, we, it was cool. He had this idea, if you wear a tuxedo to the show, you get a free breakfast. And there was, there was a group of probably like 50, 60-year-old men. I reckon yeah. there's about half a dozen of them all tuxed up. Yeah. So good. And you made a real good joke because you, one of your jokes about movies, and you said, oh, it looks like the Academy could be in tonight. <laughs> yeah. I really enjoyed that. Uh, so, yeah, you got on first, Matt. How do you reckon you went? Yeah, I, was, uh, I had a pretty fun time. It's a different kind of gig because Nick, the the who runs the cafe, he he just he gets up and talks for a couple of minutes, and you come and then brings on. He's also Tom Gleason's brother. Yes. So, we, you know, we don't want to allude to the fact that much, but it is weird because he does have these intonations in his voice. He's got funny bones. Like, like it's just in his in his in his genes. Yeah. 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 So. You know, I was talking to him about it last night, actually, because I think uh, he said he always makes Tom laugh a lot. Yeah. And I say, brother, brotherly competitiveness is so weird, like, or sibling sibling rivalry, sorry. Yeah. Uh, is so weird, because, like, you might have Muhammad Ali, right? Yeah. And in his prime, one of the best boxers in the world. Yeah, yeah. But even though his brother, if he does have a brother... Is a boxer. Yeah. Is or isn't a boxer. I reckon he could still give him a good round or two. Yeah. Like be quite competitive in the ring with him. Right, <laughs> right. Because you got that that meant it's like my brother's funnier than me. Yeah, right. You have that weird you know, like Greg Norman, maybe you'll have, have a few shots with his bro. Yeah. And his bro will still put it up to him. Yeah, I reckon Terry Terry Norman's hated. probably got a decent swing on him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That kind of. He also bring he drag it down to a street fight as well. Yeah. <laughs> He'd get in his He's head. He's probably good at comedy. He's probably funnier than Greg. <laughs> and Greg's funny. Famously a funny golfer. <laughs> yeah, he is a funny golfer. John Daly, funnier. Ah, yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, the set went great. I was so proud of him. It looked it was looking a bit rocky at first because they weren't. Yeah, well, they I mean, weren't it, that warm. It was, a, it was a coldish start, but they. Yeah. It's sort of a, yeah. No, you, you could see there were some people who were ready to go at the start. Yeah, yeah. And there were some people who were feeling their way into it. Yep. And, uh, but, you know, especially the people at the front, you know, they were they were all there for it. And that was no fault of yours. Uh, it was just them just warming up. But I, I, had, I had a good time. And then you fucking just brought it home and you killed it. And then, um, yeah, there was, you know, a bit of a gap and then... Nick brought you up and you had a you did your 
you sort of you really ran your uh, set. This is almost one of the last dress rehearsals before you're taping. Yeah. How you feel? How you feeling about the show? Uh, well, I thought I went for like 40 minutes. Turns out I only went for like 35. And uh, yeah, that's kind of annoying because I wanted to go for an hour. Yeah. Uh, also, I was I've got my 69 a bit, like probably the one of the best bits I've ever written. It's always, the jewel in the crown. Always gets a big laugh. And I was wondering if that worked with this scat sex pit. I'd never done them. I did them back to back once in Perth, but I'd done the scat sex bit before the 69er bit. <laughs> and the 69er bit, for the first time ever, bombed. Right. So that really was a huge alarm bell for me. I was like, fuck. Just, oh, need, no. a, need a little buffer between oh, the two. Jesus. Yeah, yeah. But they both went well last night. Yeah, so I was wondering how they go back to back. And I was locking eyes with an older woman who, at the start, was like, <laughs> this sex stuff, pretty funny. And it's a little bit naughty. Yeah. But by the scat, by the shitting on each other a bit, like scat sex, she was like, I am over this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. It is, it's interesting. you break it up a fair bit. Your set has morphed over the last few years. You, you would, I don't I don't remember you talking about uh, kink, kinky no. sex much at all in the past, but now a lot of your set seems to be skewed towards sort of uh, sex-ish related stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, I guess, I, I guess I've thought about it too much lately and I've made it a bit sexier, but I guess the 69 a bit, yeah, it's about sex, but it's also just how... I, overrated the 69er yeah. position is. I don't think any of it's really about sex yeah, particularly, yeah, yeah, but, yeah. but it's just all... Um, Maybe that's why it's in my head. Maybe I've got to get that out of my head. And the, and the scat sex big, it's not about It's more about kink-shaming and how you... Yeah, there's something about it's like... Yeah. It's, it's actually quite a progressive bit, that uh, scat sex bit, right? Yeah, because couples... I, I would rather be into scat sex than what most couples are into which is just being boring you know bon shopping and stuff and all that it's boring you know it's so that's a good bit I think people yeah. don't even need to see the actual bit now that you've just recreated it beautifully there yeah <laughs> <laughs> so maybe I've got to get that out of my head I'm thinking about the sex I'm not thinking about the themes I never thought about it before till I had to film this thing and yeah 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 but but I definitely have to put a big buffer in the middle between them. I so so people are... I'll put some family stuff in, a bit of innocent yeah. kind of I stuff. think it's just... Yeah, I think it depends on the crowd, right? I think you're going to get a very different order. Last night it was a real mixed crowd. There was yeah. quite a few probably, you know, middle-aged to older people in the crowd. Yeah. And they probably, you know, they've come for a dinner and a show. Yeah. So some of those words, you know, are, are might be... Um, you know, they're uh, real atten attention grabbing and they might be a bit distracting to them, but others might, I wouldn't have thought your normal crowd is gonna. Yeah. Um, probably not be as excited by it. Yeah. Like they really get almost titillated by it sometimes. It feels naughty. It's naughty on a Saturday night out. Yeah. But your normal yeah. crowd isn't probably gonna react. I love that the word titillating has tit in it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sure does, right at the top. They haven't even yeah, tried to yeah, hide yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very titillating. 
Do you reckon that's where the word tits came from? Yeah. Is yeah. titillators? I think so. Really? Titillators. She's got her titillators out. I don't. Well, actually, I mean, do I want to Google that? I don't know. Anyway, this is the sex episode. The orange is the sex. This is our rudest episode. Oh, yeah. This is the... Uh, yeah, yeah, this the, is on the road again after dark. I think it's because we're a little bit hungover and we're, we're a little bit... I don't know. Like, yeah, let's, we, we haven't heard yeah, too yeah. After the show, um, Nick, what a great host. Nick Gleason, that oh, is. Oh, yeah, Nick. He, he was uh, so great. He, he took us out for drinks afterwards. And his, uh, his wife, Ruby, so great. She was she was working hard this morning, and that, he, he got up at 6 this morning. Yeah. And uh, worked. He, said, like, he had an hour of sleep. He said, yeah. Well, I went out with him till the early morning till about 2.30 but uh, man great I, feel, I couldn't keep up but you got like yeah. I, I was caught in a couple of convos with a few of the other few of the people from the audience and I was just not not making sense out of them I'm like I've yeah. I've dropped off the pace here on yeah, it so I, I ended up slipping off that was about good. midnight I think that's a good decision I reckon and I was also thinking about the 8 hour drive today yeah I but never think about those things sometimes. That's that's. I think that I miss I miss having my head in the game like that. Yeah. I used to party like there was no tomorrow. And now I, I can't. I've always got a little piece of tomorrow in my mind, which is is a good and a bad thing, I guess. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. Um, yeah, you ended up you ended up um, going out till what two or three. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. There was. Uh, um, there was a couple of like people in the audience who didn't know us, like these two girls who who came up and talked to us, and I think they were hoping that it would be a cool showbiz thing. Then we talked to them about stuff, but then we just got kind of cornered by everybody else, and then everyone was so drunk. I saw them lose interest very quickly <laughs> in 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 the behind this because I think they thought we were famous or something. Yeah, right. And then they just realised we were just surrounded by it. <laughs> kind of weirdos. <laughs> Your dumb, and dumb fan the, mates who... Yeah, my, you know, were my already, they, were, they started the night off their dial. Oh, yeah, that was... Yeah, yeah, so... And it was just all of us kind of yelling over the top of each other or talking comedy. And then I just saw a lot of... And then there was some other blokes there that from the show that were, you know, wanting to talk to us and stuff, and then they just... Their interest is just like... Well, this is fucked. Yeah, I could, I I could just, relate to them. These are just normal dorks. <laughs> yeah, I think I, I think I went through the same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a real did, dork did, fest. They, so they, they probably. We had a D and M. We tried to have a D and M. All four of us, uh, Nick and I, and the other guys. But then it was just so much slurring and so drunk <laughs> that <laughs> that the D and M didn't work out. Right. We, we all voted. Get a, get a kebab. Yeah, all right. And I had a great kebab. But I tell you what, man, standing in the cold, fuck, waiting for that kebab, it was the ultimate, the ultimate prize. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was, it was ice cold. The oh, man. Wind chill factor was through the roof. It was real funny, man, because um, the bloke in the kebab shop had the right idea. What he did was he blocked the doorway with a bench so you couldn't go into the kebab shop because he just knows the devastation of how much stuff yeah. is going to happen. 
like people being blind and stuff. Yeah. And then he would just take the orders down and give it to the kebab maker guy. Right. I was like, this is genius. Yeah, that's This smart. is absolute genius. You don't have to clean up anything. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that would be a nightmare. Oh, Sunday man. mornings. Remember KFC in, uh, in Melbourne or the McDonald's on Swanston? Oh, just yeah. fucking full of... For me, it was the... Meals uh, and birds and... The, um... The McDonald's in at uh, there were two for me uh, heading home to Bentley and Moorabbin. Yeah, it was you'd either stop at McDonald's in Elstonwick. Yeah, that'd be normally the drive-through, so they'd probably get away with it. But the Southland McDonald's or the Cheltenham McDonald's was a war zone. Wednesday yeah. nights, Thursday nights, Friday nights, Saturday nights. They, they, the the budget they must have had for cleaning up would have been thousands of dollars, I reckon. Yeah. It was just absolutely ridiculous. We just copped a real big stare from a lady. She wasn't happy. I think she's looking at us talk into this. Into this box. I think every second person has a podcast now, so <laughs> she should fucking know, you know. Well, that's why she was looking at us like, oh, um, can I be a guest? Yeah. She's like, you be a guest on mine, I'll be a guest on Hello, yours. I've got an answer Cross podcast I would like to do. <laughs> just wanted to see if I could get some steam behind it. <laughs> Heard good things the about on the road again. Husband's like, I've got a tech topic. talk and stock market podcast, so can you get me on it as well? <laughs> yeah. Like in the back, I've got a brewery podcast. Uh, no, it was, was great. Was there a Boomai Maccas that used to get destroyed? No, just the Pioneer Hotel. Yeah, right. All in one. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I tell you what, I've got a video of it. I should post it somewhere. Um, I took, I did it. Maybe you saw it on my Instagram story or something. When I went to Newcastle Comedy Festival, I went, Cameron Duggan and I went into the McDonald's. Absolute war zone. And it was a Sunday night. Yeah. And there was no people in it, but they just left the rubbish everywhere. Right. Oh, it was... It was like a bomb hit it. <laughs> and, and people weren't doing anything. Like, there were people just standing around. Yeah. And the, it was the... <laughs> Oh, there was just shit everywhere. I couldn't believe we ordered from there. Right, yeah. Like, imagine taking your grandparents there or something. You want a little bit You're of like, hygiene. This is where food, this is how food has evolved, Grandma. <laughs> yeah. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Anyway, so what are some facts about Orange? Orange, I've pulled up the Wikipedia page here. Apparently it's the birthplace of poets Banjo Patterson and Kenneth Slessor. Really? Yeah. Banjo Patterson? Yeah. Um, so, like Donald Bradman, was he born in Orange and then moved up? It says one, yeah. Patterson lived in Orange for only a short time as an infant, yeah. Uh, but still, um, still... I could feel the writing in my bones. The first Australian Touring Car Championship, aka V8 Supercar Championship, was held at the New Blast Motor Racing Circuit in 1960. Yeah, right. Um, uh, in 
1822, Captain Percy Simpson marched into the Wellington district and established a convict settlement which was called Blackman's Swamp after okay. James Blackman. Simpson had employed James Blackman as a guide because he had already accompanied early explorer John Oxley in that region. Uh, so 1822, so that makes it a bit younger than some of the other cities we've been going to. Yeah. They were sort of 17, 1700s, weren't they? Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. is that right? No, they uh, were 1800s. 1800s. They were 1870s, yeah, so that's actually a bit older than some of those towns we've been to. Yeah, yeah. Seven, Going to the 1700s, that's uh, that's pre-European yeah. <laughs> settlement. Um, so they've got a it's good quite. It's quite a, a big Wikipedia page. They've got four sister cities: Orange in California. That one makes sense. Ushiku in Japan. You familiar with that? Is a city? Oh right, no. Mount Hagen in Papua New Guinea, and Timaru in New Zealand. Wow, what a what are sister cities? What are they? They're just like they'll, I don't know what it means necessarily, but they'll do some sort of a deal between the two. Uh, it's sort of like, a, just like a, they'll have a plaque somewhere. I don't know how much it actually means, uh, but it's just a little bit of a relationship. Maybe they trade some knowledge and yeah. try and help out with to each other's tourism or something. I'm not sure. I remember uh, when I went to Mildura, because they got these American guys, the Chaffee brothers, to do because they saw the way the Chaffee brothers irrigated the whole place, like for, you know, for orchards and for wine and stuff. Yeah. So they brought them over to have a look, and then the Chaffee brothers were like, oh, we love Mildura, we'll, we'll, we'll build some dams here and we'll set this irrigation up, and they changed the land, and it was great. But they have, like, um, all the streets are, like, 1st Avenue, 2nd Avenue, Third Avenue, like America. Right. Yeah, so you got this way out place in the middle of Australia. And I was thinking maybe it's something like that. Maybe it's based on another city. Because they oh. they based they based it on the American place, but I don't know. I think it's I think it's just it's a more casual than that because they're all at different times. Orange, I'm guessing, is just they realise they have the same name. Oh, okay. That happened in 1963. <laughs> Uh, then the others were in 86, 85 and 1990. So I reckon the mayor at, that, at some point was keen to just get out there and make some sister cities. Because there was three of the four all happened within five years of each other. Oh, right, okay. Um, here's some more uh, notable residents. Okay. Um, have we got here? Uh, James Dalton. Uh-huh. He was an early Australian merchant pastoralist and Roman Catholic lay leader. He was a key figure in the early development of Orange and District. So he was born in 1834. He's a businessman. There's three in film and television. I haven't heard of any of these. No. Oh, Mark Verza, born in 1986. What's his story? Let's find out. He's got a clickable link. Uh, he's from Home and Away. Ah, oh, right, okay. Plays Eric Rick Dolby. Yeah, right. Good work, Mark. Then you've got Billy Bevan. Yeah, right. Don't he was an actor, that. born in 1887. Oh, okay. Good work, Billy. So he was he was an actor in the in the 1920s. Ah. He might have been in uh, the first Ned Kelly film. He was he wasn't quite working then yet, but he was yeah he was he was in a heap of films. Yeah. Anything 
notable? Uh, I don't. My early, it was in a movie called The Picture of Dorian Gray in 1945. Oh, wow. That's a big one. I wonder where, where that was. It's an American horror drama film. Yeah, yeah. Jesus. You must have been quite yeah, a big so, actor so then. Metro, that's a big film. That's an MGM film. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's a big film. So yeah, you obviously have went you seen the picture of Dorian Gray? I haven't, no. Oh, scary. It was in Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde in 1941. Jeez. Yeah, never um, heard of What's his name again? That was another MGM film. His name... Billy Bevan. Great name. Billy Bevan. Billy Bevan. Yeah. I don't know why. Ugh. Like, there's not that many... I thought there'd be that many Australian actors from the golden era of cinema in Hollywood, so... Yeah. Interesting oh, that yeah. we haven't heard of him. Uh, and then, uh, what else we got there? Kate Brax, winner of the third series of Master Chef Australia. Ah, good, good work, Braxy. Well done, Braxy. I don't know if I caught any. I haven't seen a lot of Master Chef. Never watched it. Uh, <laughs> Murray Cook, vocalist, songwriter, and guitarist from The Wiggles. He grew oh, up in Orange. Oh, wow. He's the red wiggle. It should be the orange wiggle. Oh, that's great. The, the crown prince of Albania. S- uh, Susan. What? Susan, crown princess of Albania. Oh, you said prince before. The wife of Lekka, crown prince of Albania. Educated really? and taught art at Presbyterian Ladies College Orange. Jesus Christ. But yeah, the biggest one has got to be, um, got to be the poet. Banjo. Banjo. I'm uh, just looking at the sports people. You got the Wiggles. Oh, yeah, he did have, did have Red Wiggle. Yeah, he did have Red Wiggle. And I mean, the Princess of Albania. That is pretty, that feels big. Um, a lot of, way acted. No, a lot of pro union players, David Lyons, okay. James Maloney. Uh, then a few leagues. Looks like players. a bit of a union town. Yeah. I forgot to mention yesterday, Ray Warren is from Juni. Ray Raps Warren? Yeah. Bloody hell. I know. Bloody hell. Bloody hell, that's big. Takes it back from the 20. <laughs> Only what? four tackles to go. Is that John Howard? <laughs> I don't know who that is. <laughs> I'll, maybe I'll tell... I'll, uh, uh, yeah, so so. I'll tell, tell you a bit about Banjo Patterson. I don't know heaps about him, but... He was born in 1864, Australian bush poet, journalist and author. Wrote many ballads and poets, poems about Australian life, focusing particularly on the rural, rural and outback areas, uh-huh. including the district along Binalong, New South Wales, where he spent much of his childhood. Been a uh, long time. Patterson's most notable poems include Clancy of the Overflow, The Man from Snowy River and Waltzing Matilda, which is sort of one of Australia's unofficial national anthems. Also, uh, I'm too sexy. Yeah, he also wrote I'm too sexy for my shirt. <laughs> Which ended up being covered by... What was right that? Fred. Right said Fred, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, a lot oh, of people don't know that. Well, there you go. There you go, Orange. Uh, look, we didn't, get to, we didn't get to look around Orange much. I had a bit of a wander around. I mean, we had a look around that block. Yeah. The Central Business District. Um, yeah, I'd, look, I'd, I'd give it an eight. Yeah. I reckon eight. I'd, I'd give the factory espresso breakfast this morning a ten. I would give that ten. Ten out of ten. 
10 out of fucking 10. I had a tea, I had a smoothie, I had avocado on toast, and I was in heaven. I forgot. I reckon um, you can see now why someone would have won MasterChef from that town. Because yeah. they've obviously got the culinary delights down pat. Oh man, there is so much beautiful fruit from around there. They do oranges? Yeah. Is that why it's called orange? Yeah. I don't, well, I don't know for sure, but I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah, that uh, would make sense. Uh, uh, a lot of cherries. Yeah. Anyway, there they get that real good frost. That's where you grow the best cherries and the best oranges. The best grapes. Oh, I've, uh, I've just Googled it. Yeah. Um, this is the first thing that comes up from orange-nsw.com. Yeah. Originally known as Blackman's Stump, Orange was so named by Sur- Surveyor General Thomas Mitchell in honour of the Prince of Orange, who later became the King of Holland. Orange is an accidental anomaly because it's, it has no connection with citrus, but grows apples almost half the New South Wales crop. Ah. So yeah, that's interesting. Great. The Dutch love orange. Ah. The Dutch, they're everywhere, the Dutch. The Dutch. The Dutch, the French, Spanish, getting around everywhere. <laughs> the British also, actually. They're all, the Germans were getting around as well. <laughs> a lot of countries getting around. Have you ever been overseas? A couple of Aussies get about yeah, as well. Yeah. No, we've never claimed another territory, have we? Uh, we claimed a bit of Antarctica, didn't we? Yeah, we've got a little bit of a piece of Antarctica. That's great. I think there's a few islands yeah, around the place. Fruitful lands about Antarctica. <laughs> Perfect for settlement. They, yeah, there's definitely morning frost in Antarctica. <laughs> also afternoon frost, evening the frost. profitable area <laughs> of Antarctica. <laughs> oh man, no one's written anything about that. Should get into that. Um, yeah, no, orange, great. I Look, Matt, I reckon this whole journey's been great. I've had a great time. Uh, I've, I've had a fucking great time. I, lo- I do love visiting towns. I kind of wish we had more time. Yeah. Uh, just to check into a few more towns. Because we probably we had to cover a bit of a fair few Ks between shows, which meant that we didn't have heaps of time to check out places but well that's debatable you did have naps in basically every town yeah yeah that's right well that's right because of the drive there's a lot of driving right i mean if you're really keen to see the town <laughs> we i think we had a good we had a good no, look no, at a few good, towns but we had a good look well i think one of the one of my favorite ways to judge a town is from the motel bed <laughs> Yeah, what Anthony kind of dreams do you have in the bed? <laughs> yeah, that's... All the intrepid travellers will uh, ride a town yeah, based yeah. on the napping qualities. Uh, no, look, it, I, I, I'd like to say I had a favourite, but I don't really have a favourite. They're all so good. I had a great time in all of them. I, have, yeah. I reckon Goulburn was... That Goulburn. night in Goulburn was a, was a highlight. Was a, was a, Goulburn but was a highlight. But I did, I enjoyed, I enjoyed my time in everywhere we went. And some, some of those little towns that we, we stop off stopped off in yeah were pretty interesting as well like yeah. um, Collector Collector so good June E was good uh, we, stopped, we stopped we didn't do an, uh, an episode on we did one on Jugiong like we, we didn't do oh. an episode we stopped in Jugiong oh yeah we were gonna and uh, it was a very like affluent 
little village yeah. that rich skiers stopped in. Yeah, it looked like it was overtaken by the F1 East of Melbourne or Sydney. Yes. Yeah, really. A lot of pop collars. Yeah, a lot of pop collars, a lot of a lot of Porsche Cayennes. Yeah, a lot of uh, moleskin pants and R.M. William boots. Yeah. <laughs> Wearing our you country just uniform. In the country, that's... No, no, this is this is the yeah. the rich city folk putting oh, on yeah, their country right. uniform. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. That that all exercise gear. Yeah. You know. <laughs> um, yeah, so that that was a cool little place. I would we, not be surprised if they had a, a polo event there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There were skis on the roof racks. It was, yeah, uh, but I don't know. I don't want to publicize a town like that because it, it gets enough publicity. Yeah, I reckon they, they do okay with tourism somehow. Yeah, yeah, my focus is uh, places like Goulburn and Orange. Fucking get there. Riverina is so beautiful. Juni, oh, great. And, yeah, and Wagga Wagga, like, just would have anything you want. Yeah, Wagga Wagga is great, you know. Anyway, uh, yeah, I guess... Um, Canberra yeah. avoided, like, the plague... <laughs> I really I like the Canberra. plague. No, no, no. I, 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 I bloody people hate on Canberra. They reckon it's a, it's soulless. But there's, I mean, it's I a don't place know with. Why. I, I reckon the what people see as a lack of character is its character. Yeah. Like it's it's different to anywhere else. It is so which gives unique. it a unique feel. Yeah. Which makes it a fun place for me to visit. I remember I was talking to Peking Duck, that band Peking Duck, and they said they. Uh, Start made their best stuff in Canberra. Yeah, uh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're from Canberra. Right. They said it was real white, you know. But probably the. I don't know what other successful kind of artists or bands came out of Canberra. They had the. Um, they used to have the biggest metal festival in Australia, Metal for the Brain. I, for some reason, that does not surprise me. Yeah. Like you know, like a place like that where uh, it's run, it's very corporate. It's all about the rules. Yeah. You've got a, a, a small group of people wanting to break the rules. Yeah, for right. Wanting to fucking, you know, bust out of there or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure our friend Aaron Gox, he he knew a few really good punk bands from Canberra. Right. Uh, but I don't, I can't tell you their names, but... Politics uh, and punk kind of go hand in hand, yeah, so that makes some sense exactly. as well. exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but Glen Rowan, beautiful as well. Got to talk about Glen Rowan. Oh, yeah, Glen uh, It was great. Too many hot. It's amazing it's only been five days. But yeah. It feels like we've squeezed a lot in. Yeah, we really and have. And naps. I reckon I've had five quality naps. And look, I've, I'm saying this, well, we still got... I really only had the one nap, actually. And I regret it. I didn't do another one because I felt groggy for the start of the show that night. So I, I decided to just... It was better off fighting through than... Having a nap and waking up even more tired. We had two naps, didn't you? You had one in Goulburn. And then you had I'd, one in Oh, Wag- no, Wag- yeah, you're right. Oh, and the, the Goulburn the, one, yeah, the, the Goulburn one felt more satisfying. The Wag- Wagga one, I woke up tired. And then the, the, but the Goulburn one, you were interrupted by the lady walking in with the towels going. Yeah, the, the president of the, of the Goulburn club woke me up with towels. She, she opened the door, turned on the light and said, oh, are you staying here tonight? <laughs> I love the question because I guess if it was a no, that means I just snuck in to have a, a nap. Also, was she just taking, she's like, I've got your towels. Is that yeah. what she said, right? Yeah, I've she... got your towels. And you're like, well, yeah, <laughs> you, if you got the towels, you would have known that. What are you, flipping the dice here? <laughs> flipping the coin? Sorry, flipping the dice. I think she, yeah. I, I'm, really rolling the dice. I'm guessing she was surprised to see a grown man asleep at 4 p.m. 
<laughs> it's a bit weird. Uh, yeah, so uh, loved it. Loved loved every town. Yeah. I'm repeating myself a lot. Oh well, yeah. Uh, so I don't know what I don't know what the future of this podcast is. Maybe we'll we'll probably be hitting the road again yeah. sometime soon, and we'll, we'll maybe we'll do another mini series. For some reason, the driving hasn't hit me that badly. I mean, I'm saying that with like three hours ago or whatever. But I thought the journey would be really draining. But yeah. every journey, every trip, car trip we've done, uh, it's felt good. Felt good. But then again, we're not going. We haven't hit that real straight, boring stretch before yeah. Melbourne. That's yeah, always yeah. an absolute killer. The the yeah the the Hume that straight yeah. run of the Hume. I remember 110 you, without cruise control can be pretty brutal. I remember you and I and Nat Harris just counting down. Yeah. Like we all loved each other so much and so good such good friends. But then it didn't compare to that straight end of the hume. Yeah. That's what made us go, fuck. <laughs> if only time could go quicker. Yeah, you'd love to just teleport that last little yeah, bit. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, we'll uh we, we might even do some with other people whenever we go on car trips or whatever. So keep an keep an ear out for the uh, on the road again podcast. Anyway, it's been a pleasure hanging out with you. Until we're on the road again, I've been Matt Stewart. And I've been Nick Kappa. Laters. Laters. Finale, man. I can't believe it. How how did we do a perfect run of eight podcast episodes? I don't know if that's ever been attempted, let alone achieved. This is Fargo, the podcast. <laughs> you know Fargo season one? Yeah. It was just flawless. Flawless. Uh, but, I mean, I, th- I thought it was flawless, so I listened to this yes. series of podcasts. Yeah. Now it looks like a piece of shit. Fargo. Oh, the Coen Fargo, brothers. more like fuck off. Oh, fuck off. Oh, uh, Wow. I remember, uh, yeah, just having such a huge night that night with. Uh, I met up with my friends from um, from Dubbo, Muddy and Killer, two of the biggest country lads you've ever seen in your whole you did, life. You were telling me they were your friends, and then I I found out um, that you'd met them twice before, and you know them because they listen to your podcast. Yeah, yeah. I loved I, I love that I low stayed... bar of friendship for you. Well, I, started, I met him once. He listens to my podcast. He's he's going to be best man at my wedding. Well, it, it kind of became like that because I met him in Dubbo when I was traveling around Australia in a tuxedo. Check it out on YouTube if you want on my YouTube channel. I've got a couple of films of when I've traveled around um, yeah, Australia in a tuxedo. Or listen to the Little Dum Dum Club Russell Howard episodes and you'll get the gist of it then. Um, but, yeah, crazy... Um, I, I met, I met, uh, they said to me, do you want to come and stay at our place? So I met him in a pub, muddy, uh, in a tuxedo, and then I stayed at his house, and then they drove me to uh, Musselbrook, where I picked up a motorbike. I rode to Singleton for a couple of hours. Then they took me to a comedy gig, and then you're kind of friends then. You right. know, you're friends. You're kind <laughs> of brothers. It's like four hours later, yeah. we became blood relatives. Yeah, we'd had a big night, you know, Killer passed out on the couch and it was freezing cold. Muddy made the worst breakfast I've ever had in my whole life, like terrible. 
You know when you just have a bacon and egg roll where you're like, this is fucked. How'd you fuck this up? Yeah, how'd you fuck? I've you... never had a bad egg and bacon roll. Oh, How do you fuck that up? Fucked it up so horribly. Well, unless it was real bad stale bread, maybe. I remember... Overcooked it... egg. I remember after this gig, there was... We had a few hangers on, a few... um comics and then we had there was there was two girls who came out with us who kind of wanted to meet us you know what i mean like they weren't interested in us but they were they were like oh wow we get to hang out with the comedians afterwards i don't remember that. but then after a weird kind of just us them just knowing seeing meeting us and going oh yeah they're just like other people (laughs) they became very bored (laughs) i don't remember that at all i yeah I just I remember talking to Nick a fair bit. He was talking about his plans for the comedy room, and I talked to Moyman a fair bit, who was off his dial. He was off his dial. <laughs> yeah, and I think, um, I think uh, yeah, Moyman he, he he was having a big heart to heart with us, wasn't he? Oh man, I'm, yeah, it's all a bit blurry for me. Six months ago, but yeah, I remember you know those nights where you're out and you've had a few drinks, and it's like wow, I just cannot I cannot make sense. Your mates muddy and. Dingo were the same. I'm like, Killer, I don't. I'm struggling to follow what you're talking. Killer about. was off his chops. Yeah, I think by then I'd I'd had a big night, but I think I'd built up a little bit of a resistance to the old liquor. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There was just one of those nights where I, and I think that's why I, I left. And you guys are still out. I like. I can't. I feel like I'm in a different world to everyone else. Mm. Apart from Nick, the owner of the of the cafe, who was uh, as sharp as always. Yeah, and uh, I remember we went to a. Um, this is so weird, man. Because we, yeah, I hate to keep bringing it up or whatever. We are in, um, we are in COVID times now, and what a lot of cafes are doing because they're only takeaway, they uh, they shift the front bench to the doorway, ah. so you can't get in the cafe. But I remember six months or whatever ago, uh, seven months ago in September, uh, the local kebab place does this. In orange, oh, yeah. every night because everyone's just so blind at midnight. They don't ah. want anyone to come in and ruin the cafe, so they just shift the little counter on wheels smart. into the doorway. That's smart play. So that is whoever thought orange would would they lead the, the way, way yeah. in takeaway experience. Um, yeah, what a great time we had! Such a great time. Yeah, I love I love orange a lot. I think it's a it's a great place. But yeah, pretty much my knowledge of orange is all out of the factory espresso. Cafe. I still got the Factory Espresso and mug. Oh, yeah, I got a couple of those now. Love them. Love them. And I was meant to send Nick Leeson some HD photos. I forgot to. Sorry, Nick. That was a good reminder now, seven months later. I should probably get on yeah, to that. Yeah, I should probably get on to that, actually. And um, oh, he's such a great guy. Love him so much. And uh, yeah, Ruby, he was so nice. And everyone else so nice. I remember a guy um, put in, uh, ran an article on me in the paper. Oh, yeah, the next day. Was it yeah. the next day that you were next being day. interviewed by a, a local journalist? And that was so great. Uh, such a great guy. And, yeah, cool. Um, yeah, he did seem nice. I forget his name. And uh, we, uh, yeah, it was a cool little article. Yeah. And then we far out, man. We, usually when you do these tours, you get closer to Melbourne. But we got further, we had to double back. Yeah. I, and ideally, we would, you'd, do your last show yeah. heading home, but we did our last show the furthest part away. So the drive home was... And we did a zigzag, didn't we? Yeah. We kind yeah, of... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It wasn't the best planned out tour. But the... um, 
feels like the was the driver home like eight or nine hours or it was, wasn't maybe something nine, like that. I remember we were ruined by the time we um we got there, and I remember we met my girlfriend in a car park. Like underneath the, the changeover, yeah, yeah supermarket. The... Yeah, I had to go shopping. <laughs> I had to do the grocery shopping for the week. Yeah, <laughs> after a nine-hour drive, sick. Yeah, yeah. What a great memory. <laughs> Definitely it... worth putting on a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was a. Uh, but I remember the only reason I remember that is because um, I was in the car park, and I was just having my gear waiting by myself. I was like, "Hey, mate, just head home," because you were stuffed. Yeah. So just leave me here. And I'm just in a car park with a bag, like <laughs> underneath, you know, there's no one else there. And just this lady staring at me the whole time. Like it must have looked like the biggest drug deal. Yeah, right. <laughs> or yeah, just uh yeah, people smuggling some, yeah, something. Yeah. Um, so that was a um that was a weird time. And uh thank you guys so much for tuning in. Hashtag O T R A. Um follow our my podcast, The Phone Hacks. And um, also, I've got another podcast called Flat Stick with Brett Blake. That's a lot of fun. And you've got a small podcast that you kind of do, don't you? Yeah, Matt? I do a few. I've got one called Do Go On, which is about different topic each week, uh, normally from history or it's a biography or something. And then, uh, you know, it's a pretty well-researched report read out by one of the three of us, me, Dave, and Jess, and we rotate between us the other two sort of chip in and derail and try and make it a bit fun and we were doing a web series at the moment version of that so there's two episodes of coming out a week one on the podcast feed and another on the stupid old channel oh great uh which is it's come up really well we're pretty stoked it, it looks so good so we're yeah real happy there's little animated bits and different bits and pieces i've also got a podcast called primates which is about primates and popular culture it's pretty silly, but that's just about to wrap what up. What a Venn 100, diagram. 100 episodes. Pop, popular culture and, and primates. Yeah, that's the big two. Uh, finally, someone no did wonder it. You show Someone had out. the guts to do it. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and another one called Listen Now, which is about music history. The first, oh, I can't wait to listen to that one. I haven't listened to it yet. First season's about Cold Chisel. So that's went, with your cousin, isn't it? Yeah, my cousin Sam went through the back catalogue of Cold Chisel. It was really fun. It was great. And I, I just... I, we both started out as casual fans of Cold Chisel and ended it as hardcore, you know, diehard fans. It was quite a, a cool journey. And near the end of it, we went and saw them live for the first time. And it was, yeah, both of us, maybe our favourite rock show we've ever been to. On the uh, Will Officey... Will Officey? Willosophy. Willosophy podcast, when he interviews Husey. Yeah. Uh, Husey talks about when he does a gig with Barnsey... Yeah, and right. he said it's for some company, you know, like, I don't know, Faber-Castell pencils or something like <laughs> yeah. that. And uh, he said that Barnsey absolutely destroyed. Puts, puts 200% in every time. Yeah, amazing. Oh, I've got to listen to that. So you just leveled the place. So, yeah, this has been a great experience. Once again, let us know if you'd like us to do more and we'll try and find out a way to do more. For sure. Hopefully, yeah, well, live comedy sounds like it's, returning in the, Actually, in the next month or so if you live in a small town and you can get what 60 mates together to pay at least 20 dollars each what'd you say 25 25 dollars each let us know and we might be able to come out as long as it's not too far from melbourne yeah i think so i'd be always up for doing shows if, yeah if you can um 
Yeah, I don't know. I would have to get a calculator. Yeah, I'd have out. to get a calculator. But um, something like that would probably um, be around you know, the place. Yeah, they pay 25 bucks each. and Yeah, no, I think Maybe that... we get some money from the pub or something as well. We need a place to stay. And we can make more of these. And plus, you can see us do comedy. Oh, what a sweet bonus. What a sweet <laughs> bonus. <laughs> anyway, I guess we should wrap it up. Um, <laughs> has anyone... Sorry, man. Has anyone came up to you after a show and said oh I liked you better when you were talking I don't know how the stand up thing is yeah I've never had that but I just I like I wonder a, if that's happened to anyone else I like it better when you're just sitting and talking <laughs> nonsense for a while yeah. Uh, but yeah thank you so much for joining us and it's great being on that road again and yeah we'll see you one day on the road again yes Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.